Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Okay, here are reasons to try a Nest mattress. One, they have a mattress for every kind of sleeper. Two, Nest offers free exchanges within a 100-night trial. And three, save hundreds on everything bedroom-related, now through the summer at nestbedding.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast. What is going on, DJ Nation? Kenny Kim here, bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast for the last event of 2020, the Mayakoba Classic. As usual, I'm here with Tyler Tambolin, every the Canadian Pitbull, everyone's favorite Canadian. Tyler, how you doing this week, brother? I'm good, man. I think the break is much needed, though. You know, it's been a lot going on, but, you know, still football, everything that's going on, too, for me. And, you know, we got we – got, so far into this season, if you want to call it, that we've got Robert Streb winning tournaments. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Before we get into it, I want to remind everybody very quickly, sponsored and presented by rotogrinders.com. You can head on over to rotogrinders.com slash dgen, get yourself five bucks off for the first month. And then, of course, we've got things like the Lister League and whatnot, which we'll get into here, where you can win yourself a membership as well. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for the break. Uh, the RSM Classic did not help that at all. Uh, uh, it was a horrible week for me. Probably, you know, I've been doing so well since the restart or since the new season started, and that was just one of the worst weeks ever. I think in cash lineups, in double ups, 70% of lineups in double ups got three of six through the cut or worse. 70%. So there were some three of six winners out there uh, in double ups. And I think I went two of six and I was like on the bubble with like Webb making the cut and like Matthew Neesmith or something like that. Who fin- If he finished like top five, I would have cashed or something like that. And he finished like, I don't know, eight, 10, something like that. He finished outside of it. So not a great week for me. Uh, one of the worst weeks I had this, this season, which is saying a lot uh, because earlier in the year, it was just not going well, but we move on. It's a new week. We're ready. A Streb with a nice win uh, coming through. Uh, Eric Patterson, who uh, always been a big friend of the pod. He was actually wrote for the Fantasy Golf Generals blog back in the day. I actually think that's how he started. Uh, now he writes for The Score, a uh, pretty big publication out there, and he does golf full-time, so good for him. But uh, he tipped Streb live 250-1 to one, 
Uh, so that was really solid by Eric. He, I think his, I forget his Twitter handle, but I'll get it to you later. But look up Eric Patterson, really good guy. Uh, and for me, I didn't win in bets, didn't hit any of my top 20s. It was just basically a skunk. Uh, the first one of those I've had in a minute. I, I think I won, I think I lost like 80% of the bankroll that I played that week. So not a great week. Um, but I, I don't even really remember. The last two weeks, I've, I've been in Dallas. The last two weeks have basically been a blur. I'm here with my boss, and he likes to drink, and he drinks, like, every night. So uh, I've been going out with him. Usually I'm, like, a, like a, back in the day, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a one-day-a-week drinker now. So this, these past couple weeks have been sort of a blur, and it's easy for me to forget stuff. But um, why don't you talk about the tournament? Because I really don't remember shit. Yeah, like I said, we've got so far into this that now we've got this. Like, it's just been the year of the old guys, right? They're coming back out of nowhere. Old guys, quote unquote, in golf, I guess we could call them that. It's not like we're used to all these young guns and chasing them down. The Hovland's more cow wolves looking for all these guys. And, you know, Robert Streb got it done. The interesting thing to me was the Kisner stat. I think he's like 0 for 5 in playoffs or something, but yet he won the match play just recently. So, you know, for this guy that gets talked up as this ultimate match play player, it seems like when the tournament's on the line, uh, he's got a tougher, tougher time getting the job done there. So uh, other than that, man, it was a, a crazy week for the leaderboard. Like, you know, Andrew Landry burned Wiesberger. Uh, good to see Camilo Viljegas up there. You know, he got it back and, and I thought he was going to do something. But, you know, guys like English, who we'll talk about for this week, Tringali, they, you know, they had some pretty big Sundays and got themselves back into the mix. The Canadian, Corey Connors, another guy we'll talk about for this week, Rory Sabatini. Keegan Bradley, you know, a guy came through. I was on him there. He, he had that little run, but not enough. Just a nice, consistent week. Emiliano Grillo, all these guys that we like to play that never get it done, right? They just can't close it if they try. So, uh, you know, I've been saying that a lot lately with DFS. You, there's a difference between getting close and closing, right? So it's a close and close, the same word on paper, but a big difference. And we get a lot of golfers like that in this field. And, and this is another week. I know we're rounding out the year here. But, Kenny, this is another week where we call it, you know, the DFS darling week, if you will. It's all the guys we love to bet, all the guys we love to play. And then this week we got to you know, a little bit stronger with guys like JT, Brooks, Finau, Berger, English. You know, it's not bad with the, the DJ dominance withdrawing with everything he's done. I saw someone post that stat. I thought that was pretty crazy. You know, he's just won like 21 million bucks over the last little while. I'm sure he's doing okay. So, no need to head over to Mayakoba. Just take a little bit of an extended break. Enjoy the holiday season and then get back to it. But any other final thoughts for you from this tournament? Yeah, it's definitely the old heads definitely been doing their thing. I mean, if you remember last fall, it was all the young boys doing their thing. You know, all the first time winners, stuff like that. You haven't really seen much of that in the fall. And this event is not a uh, young boy tournament. Uh, if you look at the trends that are going, it could happen, of course. Uh, but we'll go over that here in a little bit. Now, one thing I did forget, Tambo, do you have the Listener League? winner from last week interestingly enough i don't have it in front of me and i don't even know like you can go back in the stats but i know exactly who it was there you it's go. A, a good buddy of mine and you know bear off knows him quite well as well call him slap circling the drain no value no vowels he uh tore it up one by like 30 or 40 uh had himself a really good week i talked to him quite a bit so i told him we would still give him a shout out on the pod he said really all he wants is the free month of Roto-Grinders so he can thank <laughs> his touts. But uh, no, he, he did his thing. I've added him in. We'll definitely get him in this week, this week for the Listener League. Josh is his name. Really good guy. I talked to him quite a bit. So uh, congrats to him getting the job done. I don't remember the team, but I know he had some, uh, some rough finishes in other spots because the Harris English Sunday with the 62 just went off. 
But overall, that was one of his main teams, obviously, and, and did quite well for the week. So good for him. All right. Well, then we could go ahead and skip that part. Let's oh, he, he, he got, he got the, by the way, yeah, he got second. I just remember now he got second in the $44 for like 25K or maybe it was the $8 or something. Oh, nice. and, and first was like 100 though. So one uh, of those stupid payout structures, but it's fine. Uh, he actually had a really good week. I forgot about that. So again, congrats to him. We'll see him in the three men this week. But yeah, skip that and go right into the course preview, man. That'll work, my friend. The PGA Tour heads to Playa de Carmen, Mexico. For the OH for the um for the Mayacoba Classic from El Camillion Golf Course at Mayacoba Resort. There are 132 golfers to choose from on DraftKings this week with the top 65 in ties making it to the weekend. Uh, the tournament has been played at El Camillion since 2007, so there is a good amount of course history here. Uh, there hasn't been too many first-time winners, like I spoke about earlier, and for the most part, veterans have dominated the winner's circle. 11 of the last 13 winners here have been over the age of 30. Uh, experience of this course doesn't look like a precursor to success as four of the last nine winners won on their first attempt at the course and Brandon Todd, uh, Brandon Todd last year won after not competing here for more than five years. Uh, this course doesn't necessarily favor bombers off the tee as the only previous winners inside the top 100 in driving distance were Patton Kazire, Harris English, and Charlie Hoffman. Uh, the winning score is usually in the high teens and low twenties on the par. So birdies are going to be a must. But with all the trouble around the course, the layout can play tough if the wind blows. Since the course is situated around the Caribbean Sea, there's definitely a chance that weather could be a factor. Now, looking at the forecast, it looks like rain will affect the tournament early on, making soft conditions likely. It's already a pretty soft course no matter what. You had the rain on. I mean, guys are going to go pin-seeking. Winds don't look too detrimental. Uh, until Sunday, we could see maybe 25 mile per hour gusts on Sunday, but you know, the weather forecast can't be trusted 100%. So we'll see how it goes closer to lock. Uh, if you're looking for correlated courses, uh, I mean, the old CIMB Classic, the Kuala Lumpur and Cocoa Beach in Puerto Rico, uh, both of those use seaside pass panel grass on the greens, just like this week. Also, Harbor Town, uh, another short par 71 with narrow fairways. And you can also look at Wiley, uh, another short coastal track where they play the Sony Open. So El Camillion is a 7,015-yard par 71 with four par threes and three par fives. The par fives are all reachable in two by most golfers, and they play as the three easiest holes in the course. None are over 560 yards, and nearly 35% of the DraftKings scoring last year came on these three holes. Uh, Unlike most weeks, the par threes are very short, with only the par three tenth hole uh, stretching over 160 yards. There are only two par fours over 460 yards with six in between 400 and 460 yards and three under 400 yards. Uh, The course is known for its diverse landscapes as golfers will be playing through dense jungle vegetation, mangrove forests, and oceanside holes. Uh, The holes by the ocean can actually get pretty tricky if there is wind, but as the golfers move more inland, the wind should affect the ball less. Off the tee, golfers will see different with fairways, but for the most part, the fairways play pretty tight. With all the trouble lurking around the fairways, golfers will probably think the fairways are narrower than they actually are, like visually. Uh, nearly 65% of drives find the fairway, so this leads me to believe, you know, most golfers probably leave their drivers in the bag on the majority of holes, you know, outside of the two long par fours and the par threes. Uh, I'm sorry, the par fives. The rough around the fairways won't be too high or thick, but if golfers miss the fairways by about 30 feet or so, they'll have to deal with sand dunes, canals, mangrove forests, and the dense jungle vegetation. Uh, If golfers do miss wildly, they will hope that the ball ends up in a dune rather than all the other options. On approach shots, golfers will see fairly large greens with bunkers surrounding most of them. 
Uh, lab, the last eight winners have averaged over 75% green and regulation on their path to victory. Uh, the grass on the greens is seaside past Palom. They're usually soft, and they will be running slow, uh, maybe meeting around 10 to 10.5. I think this sort of brings poor putters more into play. Uh, because of the softness of the greens, guys should be pin-sicking this week. There isn't too much slope and undulation on these greens, but some of them are elevated and have false fronts. So depending on pin locations, this could be a factor. Um, water in play in about half the holes, but the main defense of this course will be the weather. Uh, if the wind blows, expect a more difficult course. If it doesn't, it's going to be a birdie fest. Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week? Yeah, a lot of what you just talked about, the you know message there at the end, I think the wind is definitely something to keep an eye on, both for you know, if you're doing any wave stacking, we'll see down the stretch, maybe not so much, but for showdown on DraftKings, things like that. So that's one thing that stands out. Uh, all the st- all the course th- stuff that you talked about, I mean, second shot golf course, I think is definitely what we're looking at here. Some of the correlation courses were, you know, Corrales with the past Palum, the Sony Open, just because, you, you know, most recently you've had Cooch and Kazire win and then go win at the Sony. So, you know, that obviously lines up coastal, nicer weather, you know, certain guys will talk about the Scott Piercy's Pat Perez of the world that, you know, we like on desert courses or resort courses, just mainly it's nicer weather courses. And, and that's obviously what we're going to have here again, right? The heat, everything that goes with it. And then since the restart, just sticking with what I've been talking about, man, you'll hear it when I'm talking about my guys, just most recent form, not just your know, recent form where I was talking about, you know, the old debate and everyone wants the course history stats for the, for the content, right? They, they want the information, but at the same time, I think the recent form, stands out and if you look at the way this year's went like you said just sort of the old heads is one thing but then since the restart it has been boiling down to the most recent form what have you done for me lately keep talking about this that will come up in the guys that i mentioned and then you know this uh place where a hot putter does it man so who who can get hot who has been hot and maybe stays hot so uh, a lot of those guys that i'll be talking about as well as we go through the field Sounds good, man. Let's get to these tiers. We got the 10K range, Harris English, all the way up to Justin Thomas. Who you got this week? Two, two out of the six, I guess, stand out to me. And it's right at the top is the easy one. He'll have ownership, don't care. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Justin Thomas, the price is right, in my opinion. I mean, the 11 4 makes sense. He could have been 12, and I'd play him. The, you know, he plays B minus golf a lot of the time and finishes top five, things like the Masters, right? These are better fields better, tougher courses, stronger fields, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he's still right there. If you look at the numbers, obviously, bar none, you know, one of the best across the board and everything that you're looking for at this course. And then you look at even, you know, back to the WGC, another tough event, strong field. Man, you got to be good to be lucky though, right? It was it was the guy that's right underneath him here, Brooks Kepka, that he took out with Brooks going in the water and JT getting the lucky break down the stretch. But again, that was like B-golf. For JT, if he comes out and plays his A game, and why wouldn't he want to go out with the win? I, I know Alden would, but there's a difference between it. We talk about him all the time, sort of the you know Kobe Bryant style, the assassin's mentality. Like this guy's going out to win every single event. He, he's going to be right there. Why not close the season with one? He's what one that actually can. He is a closer, right? We know that. So JT's the guy for me. Don't care what the ownership comes in. I'll figure it out elsewhere. Even if I got to use five guys in the 7K range, I'll load him up. So I, I like him. And then I like the guy right at the bottom, Harris English. Um, a lot of people, I think it was, you know, didn't love the take last time out. What was it? The RSM finishes sixth. The, you know, we, you and I have been on this. We were on it with Webb. We were on it with other guys that we followed over these years. You know, and if you look at it, English is just one of those guys. He's just got better 
right? People seem to doubt him. He's just got better at golf. He, he was right there in the mix. So I'll go back to it with DJ at the Northern Trust. DJ dusted the field by 10, but who was right there with him? English. There's nothing you can do about DJ. He's on fire right now. He's smashing. I saw a stat today. His OWGR points over a guy like Rory are a bigger gap than Rory over the guy in like 15th or something, 50, like even further down the line. So it's just a huge, you know, tear that he's been on. English was right there though. English has played some good events. You know, if you look on Sunday, I love a guy closing out a hot round. I know there's been a mini break here, but that 62 to close things out, burn some people up as, as in the aforementioned listener league winner there, my boy. And, and you know, you got it. So you know, look at stats, same thing right across the board. DK points, birdies are better. Uh, you know, putter, he, he's realistically, he's just got better with the putter. You know, we, you, I mentioned you talking about this with Webb in the past. It's the same thing. English has just become a really good putter. It's been consistent versus guys that we'll go down to in the next range here where, you know, a guy like Neiman has been good, but it's been a little bit more streaky. But what we're looking for is a hot putter at this course on top of all the other stuff that goes with it. So those two for me, and then I'll round it out with a little bit of Finau, Tita Green in approach. He's, he's been one of the best. He's actually... Uh, just behind JT, Henley, and Brooks in total strokes gained over the last three months. And of note on that, I will say about Brooks, because I didn't really talk about him much besides JT beating him and whatnot, but Brooks has been playing good, but a lot of his numbers have been coming in that strokes gained numbers have been coming from putter and around the green. And again, can he stay hot with the putter? Maybe, but the rest has been around the green. I don't think that's as important here. So what are your thoughts here in these top six, Kenny? What do you got? First off, the English comparison to Webb is pretty interesting because it's sort of going in that same path that Webb had. Like, you remember when he went to players, I think a couple of years ago, were like, ah, maybe it was just a fluke. And then his putting got really good. It's like, he can't really keep this up. And he has. Yeah. Uh, could we be seeing the same thing from Harris English? Maybe. I, I, that's a good point. I really hadn't thought of that. And the comparison is pretty valid. Uh, I think. And if you can keep on going, it makes a lot of sense. Now, personally, um, I was only going to play one guy up top, and that's Justin Thomas. I mean, it, it's 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 pretty easy to say. I mean, if you look at it, and the thing about it is, you know, he's basically first or second in everything that I'm looking for, all the stats that I'm looking for uh, this week. And I, I, you know, you just can't get that putter down. And I, the issue with seaside pass pound courses is you don't really get a strokes gain putting uh, measurement. But he is first in strokes gained total on seaside pass balance courses in the last 24 rounds, in the last 50 rounds. So, you know, winning the CIMB twice definitely helps. But he has to feel sort of confident, and I think the greens might have something to do with it. So as long as he keeps up his pace tee to green and has a little bit above average with his putter – uh, then maybe we, I think he can win. And I'm, I'm seriously contemplating just putting a lot of money on him to win outright too, even if it's six to one. I don't do it that often. I can't remember if I've ever bet anyone in single digit odds. Uh, it might've happened single digit. It might've happened once, uh, but I'm thinking of doing it this week with Justin Thomas. I think he's going to win. I think this is his turn, but the English, you might've convinced me to maybe play a little bit of Harris English because you're right. That, that web, you know, comparison, that makes a lot of sense with English because you know, it sort of happened in the middle of their careers. Um, that's pretty, that's, I like that. I like the way you're thinking about that. So we'll see how we go. Uh, yeah, and just on. real, real yeah, quick, because it's, it's a good segue to the next range. You, you can kick it off, but I was just going to say the, de- the decision point here, Kenny, is that I think answer is going to be pretty popular. 
and and I'm just saying there's definitely room when we get down to the seven K between seven and and eight, there's a lot of room to find 200 bucks. And I think it's interesting just to maybe skip some of this nine K range. I know Henley's going to be popular as well, which we'll get to, but just at the top part of it, I think most people will go answer when English is just 200 bucks more. And if you look, obviously answer is going to have the hometown narrative, you know, been playing incredible golf, just had a good run at the masters, et cetera. Obviously, you know, failed it on, you know, on Sunday, it didn't come through in the clutch, but if you just look at that, but then if you go back and when you said that thing about Webb just there, about the comparison after I just mentioned, and I go back and look at the numbers, it's insanity the last year for Harris English strokes, gain putter approach, everything all year round. Like it just so consistent. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'll be on English over answer there. That's just, my two cents, but go ahead. You can kick us off in the nine K range. Well, easily my first cash game cornerstone is going to be Abraham answer, which means I will be lighter on him in GPPs. Uh, the thing about this is, you know, he had great showing at the masters. Uh, the iron game has been pretty well. His wedge game has been good doing well on par fours, really good from um, on par fours from 400 to 450 yards. You're going to see quite a few in that range. And especially if they uh, up the T box on a couple of those that are like 455, 450, I mean, they're all going to be in that range. Um, and I, you know, he, he, he saw his countryman win a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think he was runner up here. He was at least top five here last year. Uh, this is a big event for him. He's never missed a cut. I like him. Um, especially after his showing at the masters, he really showed me a lot going up on a course that probably didn't suit him too well. Uh, but he did, he finished with what a top 15. I think he did. And then he's coming to a course that sort of, I think is more, around where his game is so i like abe answer as my first cash game cornerstone second cash game cornerstone is going to be right under him it's going to be victor hovland um this guy you know he's just a top 10 top top 15 type of guy like every week you know you're going to get in one of these days he's going to have a good sunday and, and go over the edge and maybe get to a top five maybe even a win his iron game is one of the strongest here uh, also you know, tons of birdies dk points is up there t to green is up there Wedge game, exceptionally strong. Third in greens and regulations game um, in the last 100 rounds in this field. Really good on the par fours. It just fits everything I'm looking for in this range. So I do like Hovland. Those are going to be my two cash game cornerstones in this range. Now, the rest, I'm going to play Corey Connors. Um, again, the iron game, form, um, the, 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 the 400 to 450 yard par fours, all good. Uh, 125 to 150, top 10 in this field, hitting the most greens in this field in the last 100 rounds. I'm definitely going to play Corey Connors in GPPs. The other four, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm tempted about Ricky, who has a runner up here. I think he could be very under-owned with Hovland and Henley right surrounding him. I'm interested in Willie Z as well. Uh, the guy just racks up top fives, top tens on any type of tour he plays. Um, so I haven't really decided on who I'm going to go with. Uh, who do you like in this range? Maybe I can just tail you. Well, the thing is, like I mentioned, I just clipped Fino in there at the last second. But honestly, I'm just debating leaving him off completely and just because I'm going to be so heavy on JT. I love English, as you know. And then the thing for me is, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, answer makes sense. You know, interesting that you're on Hovland there. I think obviously you know, my notes I got here, you know, English, Neiman, Hovland, Answer, they're actually all right there. And when it comes to, and the pricing goes with that, but when you look at the guys I mentioned earlier with JT Brooks, Henley Finau, with total strokes gained over the last three months, these guys are all right there. And, and it's not just putter and short game or anything like that. These guys are all dialed in. So I could see going to any of them, but for me, it's Henley who's just been on fire. And I, again, no, he'll be popular. I'm not necessarily saying start JT Henley and go, but you'll have to get, you know, some movement around this range but the other guys you just mentioned there so the other two that i love here are willie zalatoris 
Um, I really don't think so. You know, Henley's just to go back for that for two seconds. I don't want to go too fast here, but you know, Henley, the Sony open comparison comes into place one there. Uh, you know, the numbers are just on fire right now. And as far as um, the strokes gain go, he's just all over it with approach. Well, and degree, also, also total. when it comes to Henley, you can look, his biggest weakness has been his putter. Bermuda is his best putting surface. That grain, Bermuda's grainy as hell, similar to Seaside Pass Pound. There could be a little bit of correlation there. I mean, it's totally different, but Seaside Pass Pound can get very, very grainy, just like uh, Bermuda. But the thing is, it's so slow. And I think that it could lead to golfers being a bit more aggressive, uh, not worrying about too many five-footers back. Uh, and I think that helps the poor putters out there, which could help Henley this week. Yeah, and I love that you said that. That sort of you know dials it right in with Tita Green. He's third in the field over over the last three months. He's tied for first on approach. Do you know who he's tied with? Who? And this JT, person right? actually? No, actually, it's surprising. It's JT's down the list a little bit. JT's number one in total strokes game, but Will Zalatoris and Will Zalatoris actually has more rounds under his belt. Twenty six versus twenty four for Henley. You know, Will Zalatoris is not going to pop in many of these stat models out there. I think they still need to adjust and, and get there for him. But he's been first, tied for first, tee to green and approach in the last um, three months. Not not really sure, though. Like, the only thing I'm, I'm unsure of on Zalatoris is the putter, right? Because we've always got to deal with that. He, he got eighth at the Corrales, which is also past Fallon. And, and he's always been in the mix. We've been waiting for his win, right? Like, we've been talking about it forever. And now he's kind of a little bit forgotten there. I think people love Neiman. Here, so you know, Neiman's got the no laying up podcast bump. So guys always seem to do well after that. So I wonder if uh, you know that'll be something. But you know, that's just all narrative based. The numbers got me on Willie Z, and then yeah, Connors, absolutely love him. You know, if you look at his numbers across the board, they're just incredible. And then on top of it, you've got you know the a decent showing recently. Uh, and then the other thing for Connors though is his numbers are over a bunch of rounds. Like if you go look, besides Munoz in the field, who we'll get to. Corey, Corey Connors is right behind him for the second most rounds played over the last three months. Really dominant in tee to green, everything off the tee approach. The only thing he doesn't have is a putter, which is what else is new. But you talked about this, right? A little bit bigger, slower greens, things like, you know, softer conditions. We've seen this when he gets those conditions, that's when he's at his best. So he's actually one of my favorite plays here completed completely. And he's just nine K even. I think he's one of the better plays in this upper range. Yeah. I almost thought about Connors in cash. Uh, but you know, miscut 75th here the last two times sort of put me off of, but I'm definitely going to play him GPPs. Uh, yeah. probably going to be one of my to, favorites. Yeah. I do like that. When we get to bets later too, Kenny, I've got, I've literally got him and a bunch of mid range guys because I think JT's winning it. So it's just, you know, but the interesting part is that guys like Kazire, Kucher, all those guys are typically in that 60 to a hundred range that have been winning here. So what the difference is now we got a guy like JT here. So I don't have a lot of bets this week, but I am just peppering, you know, that 70 to one range. And then Connors is the only other guy. I just, I like him, man. I like him this week. So 9,000, I'm going to have him in a lot of lineups. All right. Why don't we move on to this AK range? Why don't you just go ahead there, Tambo? Yeah, it's not something I love. This is another reason why, you know, I am the way I am above. Like I'm using these guys up here and then dropping down because if you look at the AK range, while that could be interesting for GPPs, just not a lot stands out, you know, Ortiz, I don't mind him only because the sticker shock price tag of 8,900, most people are used to seeing him in the sixes or maybe the sevens, but that sometimes will come into play in ownership, right? We talk about paying up for probability. This would be a spot. I'm in, he showed it last time out. This is, you know, super solid stats across the board. And then if you go, the, the thing we've always talked about 
with Ortiz is that when he makes the cut, he has upside. That's you know what we've said on here. What happened last time? He won the Houston Open. So you know, get that going. You know, it's been a long time coming. Mexican native. We you know we get him in here as his home course. Maybe he's the play instead of answer. You know, you see it in NFL all the time. Everyone's on Stefan Diggs. You can just drop down and throw a little Beasley or Gabriel Davis in your lineup, and that makes it happen. Everyone's on answer this week at ninety nine hundred. Just go drop down the guy that literally just won on tour, Carlos Ortiz, for a thousand bucks cheaper. That has basically the same narrative, very similar stats, and everything coming in. So, so why not? And then use your money to free up maybe one of your punts down below. Uh, just a thought of you know a DFS thought that I had in my mind right there. That's a, a way you could go about it in a sport that's not the same, not correlated the same. I just think it's you know a little bit of an odd idea to go out that way. But other than that, man, not loving a lot in this range. You know, Munoz talked about him obviously he's got all the numbers lining up 8500 seems like a fair price uh very similar to ortiz where if he makes the cut you can get a lot of upside out of him i think that's a good play you know Harmon hasn't really played the best here as of late but the- for the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry and our keep stock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Stats have all been solid coming in. Bunch of top 20, 30 range finishes. Uh, always does well at the Sony, which, you know, we talked about correlation course, and he's gaining a strokes on approach in six straight, even with some rough finishes. So uh, thing about Harmon is we talk about a hot putter. This is a guy that normally has one and can always get one. So I do like Harmon for that reason. I like Emiliano Grillo. Uh, we talked about him coming in just, you know, sort of a ho-hum finish last time out, but he's been a stat beast in all the right categories coming in. Cheap enough, I said, you know, sort of to be your third or fourth guy, depending on your build into your lineups. If you go with more of those 9K guys, Grillo could be your fourth guy in. There is guys down in the low sevens that you can play. Uh, then I don't mind it as much, right? We're not expecting this guy to go out and win, but sometimes – He'll go out and put up a top 20, top 15, top 10 even. So uh, I don't mind that. And then rounding it out, you know, how looking to be a little bit popular. I kind of like Joel Damon, uh, just another guy we know can get hot at will. Had a sixth here in 2019, 23rd back in 2017. Uh, 2017 got a 12th at the Sony this year. And then if you look at his stats, they're super consistent across the board over the last three months. And then I think people would like him more at 78 or 7,900. He would fit into that range with Long, Varner, Bradley, Knox, all the guys we'll get to, Revy. But uh, 8K might put people off and keep the ownership a little bit more in check. So I do like that to get different than the guys down below that we would normally compare him against when we get into that range. What about you in this 8K range? Uh, my third cash game cornerstone is going to be Billy Horschel at $8,800. Uh, really good. Eighth last year here, 21st year before um, you know, you think he doesn't have upside, but he actually has six top tens this season, which is twice as many as um, as um, Victor Hovland, if you can believe that. So Billy Horschel has twice as many top tens as Victor Hovland, and, and, and Hovland's getting always between like 11th and 15th. I know, uh, if you count those, I'm sure Hovland has way more than Horschel, but it's still the upside's there for this type of golfer. Uh, he plays well here. I, I'm a fan of Billy Horschel. I'm going to go with him this week. Again, another good par four scorer. Um, he's he's shown his medal on the Seaside Pass Palm courses. Uh, and he's made like 12 of his last 13 cuts. So a cut maker, 
that I think can get a top 10. I'll take that as my third guy uh, this week. Uh, one guy to piqued my interest is Mark Leishman. I mean, you saw what he did at the Masters. I mean, he's been playing like dog shit for so long. Uh, and then coming in at the Masters, uh, pretty good uh, showing on the weekend, finishing 13th place. And the thing about Leash is he is a streaky golfer. Um, you know, he can get hot and stay hot for a few weeks in a row. We saw it a few years ago. Um, if you look, um, uh, I forget where and when it was, but I mean, he had a, he had a streak a couple of years ago where he had like five or four top fours in the span of six weeks uh, or something like that. You know, I mean, he can get streaky uh and maybe this is the beginning of a streak for leash i think the 40 to 1 number is pretty good for him too uh for betting purposes so um, i like him and i like I, i'm going with Grio again like you said the stats sort of line up this is an approach-based course you've got to be strong with your irons he's third in strokes game approach in the last 100 rounds in this field and one of the best with his wedges from 125 to 150 and 150 to 175 which is where you're going to need to be also six in greens and regulation in this field in the last 100 rounds and you got to remember uh, the winners have been 75% or better in greens and greens hit on their way to victory uh, and again slower past palom greens should favor these type of shitty putters uh, you can go with Connors you can go with Grillo I think those two sort of fit the bill of what you're trying to look for with the iron game whose putters struggle but maybe they can do well being a little bit more aggressive being able to be a little bit more aggressive on these slower greens. So I like Grillo um, a lot this week too. Let's move down to the 7K range. I'll go ahead and just go all the way down to the bottom and finish my cash game cornerstones. Uh, my final cash game cornerstone is going to be Bryce Garnett at $7,000. This guy just doesn't miss the cut at this event. This is his type of event. Uh, you know, short coastal type courses uh, is what he usually likes, even though he missed, missed a cut at the RSM. Everyone's seen the missed a cut at the RSM. And if you look at it, he's actually made five of his last seven cuts. So he's been doing okay. And, of course, his best finisher is at Bermuda, another short coastal track. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go hit with him uh, to fill out it as one of my cheapest plays in cash. So my four cash game cornerstones this week are going to be Abraham Answer at 9,900, Victor Hovland at 9,700, Billy Horschel at 8,800 and Bryce Garnett at 7,000. It leaves you about 14,600. Plenty of room to fill out the rest of your lineups. Now, uh, other guys I do like in the 7K range. I like Keegan a lot this week. Uh, if you look at Keegan Bradley, he's actually done pretty well um, on Seaside Pass Palom courses. Uh, strokes gained totally. He's third in the field uh, in the last 50 rounds uh, on, on Seaside Pass Palom courses. So he's got that. And actually, Bryce Garnett is fifth. Uh, in the field in the last 50 rounds on strokes game total at Seaside Pass Pounds. So that's probably another reason why I like him as well. So we're going to go with, I like Keegan, you know, iron player, tee to green game. Again, this is sort of the guys that I'm going for this week. The people with the great tee to green game who are just the shittiest putters in the world. Uh, I think that this is the type of event. This is the type of green surface where these guys, I think, can do a little bit better and make some moves. So I do like Keegan. Um, other guys, Adam Long has been gaining some popularity. Uh, I can go down with him. I know um, Dave Tyndall, a bunch of people. Um, no, not Tyndall. Um, Bamford and uh, uh, Martin, Sunnine Monkey, they're both on him. I'm going to go tail him with that. It makes a lot of sense with um, with uh, Adam Long. I like Ches Reavy. Uh, I think, again, his game, another guy. Iron game strong, putting horrible. <laughs> again, you can see sort of the way I'm going about this week. Benny on, of course, again, 
same type of type of golfers that I'm looking for this week. So those are the ones up top that I'm going to play. Who do you like up top, Tabo? Can I tell you what I don't like first off with your cash game cornerstones? What's up? You've got Answer, Hovland, and Horschel. Uh-huh. If I'm doing the math correctly, it can be 200 bucks from Answer up to English. It can then be, you know, then you got, you need to find $200, right? And then you got Hovland. Well, I have, right as of now, I have $200 left in my, uh, in my cash bill. Oh. But I, 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 I didn't think of English that much because I didn't want to go. I, I just felt answer. I felt like this is the time. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll roll point. it quick. All I'm saying is a quick math says to me, and you got other money because it's only three spots. Answer Hovland Horschel mm-hmm. could be English, Henley, and Connors. And I don't even play cash. And that just looks like a way better lineup to me. Hey, you could you- be right. You could be right. But I don't trust Connors in cash. Uh, he might be one of my highest on the GPPs, uh, but I just yeah. don't trust a guy. That's who, the other thing too. I, I forgot you like to hedge your lineup, so we can get off yeah. it. I, I just thought, yeah. you know, real quick, I just was. I mean, a guy who misses the cut the last time, seventy fifth time before. I try and make sure these guys have actually had decent showings in the event prior to them coming. Now, of course, I think Hovland has played here once and he missed the cut, so that's not the greatest thing. But it's one time, you know. I mean, yeah. So and he's Hovland. Connors. Connors isn't that good either, right? He only got 10th at the Masters and 10th at the RSM when nobody else could make the cut. He's not. I, 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 like I said, he's going to be, he was my favorite GP play, GPP play in the 9K range. Let's so I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be playing the hell out of him. Okay. Uh, you got you to think, sometimes when I do these cash lineups as well, I know I don't want to overextend myself on a certain golfer. So let's say I like a golfer a lot sometimes it makes me hesitate using them in cash because I want to save them for the GBPs. I know that doesn't make too much sense, uh, but I mean, just putting too much on one golfer is not something that I like to do. If you listen to the pod enough, uh, you know this already. Um, So, so that's why I went Horschel over Connors because I knew Connors and JT were probably going to be my two highest owned in GBPs. And I wanted to use them in GBPs. Now, again, with the top 65 and cuts, the top 65 making the cuts, it sort of changes the way that it's been, and you got to be a little bit more aggressive. So maybe I should go in that direction, but I just can't get myself to, to put that much money on one golfer. I, I just can't do it personally. Uh, it's just I'm a conservative type of player, you know. Uh, that's yep. just the way I am. I, I'm not going to go all in on guys. That's just not the way I play. Uh, I want to be able to play every week <laughs> you know i so I, I can't lose my bankroll every single week and try and you know fill it back up again so so there's some thought behind the process but i understand i understand what you're saying and i'm gonna play the fuck out of cory connors so don't get yeah. me wrong yeah. team team no hedge cringes a little bit but i get it right that's yeah. why you do it and it works for you so everybody should do the same stick to what works for you and roll it out uh, you know as far as the other thing you mentioned the uh, Leishman streakiness. You know, I saw some uh, guys, even EPAT posted it. Uh, you mentioned him earlier. I uh, got a good number at 60, 60 to one. I think Mayo was on it as well. Posted. I just saw these guys mention the stuff on Twitter. Uh, the streakiness you're talking about was back in 18, where he actually won. Speaking of the CIMB, he started with that. And then over the next three months, he had a fourth at the Tournament of Championships, a third at the Sony, a correlation course here, a fourth at the Genesis you know, all within, you know, five tournaments. Basically, those were his finishes, including an 18th at the CJ Cup. So uh, he went on a pretty dominant run there. I don't know if we would classify. Uh, well, he had, finally... first, he had first and second in a four-week span earlier this year. 
Yeah, farmers and, and API. And that, you know, and then before that, he had what? Uh, let me look. Oh, you're right. The 2018 one was the biggest one, but then you know he had another one in 2018 earlier, seventh, ninth, second in three of five events. Uh, you look back again: third, first, second, seventh, eighth in a span of seven events. Eight events in early 2018, late 2017. You go even farther, back-to-back six-place finishes, 2017. The guy can get streaky, brother. The guy yeah. can get streaky. I'm I'm just here to poke holes. That's all. But if you you know you're talking about those streaks. Right now, the last time he showed up was the API where he got second. The Masters was the first time he showed up all season, and it was only good for a 13th. So I'm not sure if it's really the beginning of a streak. I like the betting numbers these guys got better than I like the DFS play. Let's just say that. So uh, moving on, I'll do my 7K plays just so we can get through it. But I, I got a lot more in here. I'll do some talking because uh, you know I went through the first ranges pretty quickly. But Scott Piercy. Uh, three top 20s in his last four outings, fourth and sixth year, and two of his last three times playing it, uh, with the other one being a 26th, by the way, uh, 16th back in 2014. All the stats line up. Definitely love him. You know, we always say desert style. This isn't a desert course, but, you know, the hotter weather does go with that. And he's done pretty well at the Sony in the past as well. So I like him. Uh, Adam Long. I just, I love this whole range. Adam Long, great here last year, fifth at the Corrales on Pasfal more recently. 30th and 11th, his last two times out in general. So talk about what have you done for me lately? Gaining plenty, tee to green, and approach. Uh, definitely needs to find a putter, but he has in the past, right? We've got a tour winner on hand in Adam Long, so I like that. Our boy, HV3, we always love this guy. Fifth and sixth here in the past. Um, just the type of course we like him on, dialed in over the last three months. Um, Keegan, though, you mentioned it, so I'll, you know, I won't echo it too hard, but really excellent stats as far as what he's got coming in with approach. Uh, he's fourth in the field in approach over the last three months, seventh T to green always needs to find a putter, but we already talked about it. And, you know, last couple times the, you know, I had a 12th at the Sony he's gained approach on eight straight, even got a 15th most recently. And that was losing like two strokes with the putter. So, you know, like we talked about with the Connors, Benny Ann, you know, all these guys that we like to play, you know, Grillo, all of them, he lines and falls right into there. And then the other guy I love is Ches Reevy. Um, pretty similar to Bradley on all fronts, but he crushes here in the past. Fairways and greens is basically all he does. We get a little softer conditions. Uh, he did miss the cut at the Sony this year, but before that, two top eights in the three tries before it. So, you know, I, I do like that. Benny Ann would be like, you know, kind of like how I made my comparison earlier with, you know, Ortiz versus Answer. You know, Benny Ann's just, to me, a cheaper Corey Connors in a, in a much cheaper way. Now, I like Connors a lot more and I like Connors because he fits in as a guy I think I could see winning this thing up in that range, and he rounds it out at just 9K. But Benny on would be a guy you could save 1400 bucks. I see them as similar golfers. Top ball strikers, need to find a putter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Chris Kirk, don't, I'm not going to go to all the stats because there's too many guys, but Kirk, Streelman. Um, and then two I want to mention, though, you know, because those guys are guys that I like, but Doug Gim, see we Doug, four top 18s in his last seven outings a 23rd to go with the couple missed cuts there to round out those seven outings fifth in approach over the last three months in this field and any love for your boy seaweed Doug? Oh, I'm definitely playing the Korean. There's no doubt about that. Both the Koreans right there. Johnny I'm definitely Hook. playing it. Uh, Johnny question mark, man. I don't, I don't know about him, man. His, his number is a little bit weird just because he hasn't played that much. I, I don't know if he was injured or something, but he hasn't played too much uh, in the last uh, year or so. So I'm not really down with her. Uh, but I do like Gim. I do like Benny on uh, not a fan of every single golfer in the seven K range, just like you are. 
there's a little hit for you. But, you know, I, I, on the bottom part, I like Seaweed Doug. Um, I like Malnati, who's been playing really good golf. Um, probably the best golf of his career, maybe at this point in time. And at that price, uh, I could definitely go about him at that uh, in there. Um, uh, other guys, not really the biggest, maybe a little bit of Kyle Stanley. Again, another type of guy who horrible putter, iron game, tee to green solid. Again, those are the type of guys I'm king on this week, and that's how I'm going to go with. Uh, who do you like in his bottom? Well, yeah, I was just going to say the, the one thing you got, I know you got question marks on Johnny question mark, but you know, he's got eight of his last nine cuts. Now what you said is correct. You got to account for the fact that some of those even date back to two, you know, late, late 2019. So we're talking a year removed, but all of those finishes were like forties, 40, 45, 48, 48. If yeah. you look at what he's done recently, 19th at the Shriners, 48th at the Houston open and 12th at the RSM, and at both the RSM and the Shriners, he was pretty dominant tee to green and approach to get those top 20 finishes. So uh, Shriners, yeah. yes. RSM was a little bit more putter. But, yeah, I could see that. I mean, he gained yeah. almost seven strokes with his approaches at the Shriners. So, yes. Uh, he'd, but be, I mean, he'd be the last guy into your lineup. And also, just check the numbers, four top 30s here that he's played. So, you know, this guy has the, the, feel, the chance to do it at this course. So, I think at 7,400, uh, nobody's going to play him. Just an interesting yeah. play. Denny McCarthy, Aaron Wise, guys that I like always. You can see, like, I just love this range. And the last one for me, I guess, was, would be uh, Patty Perez. Won the 2017 OHL here, right? Cr- crushes here, hasn't done much lately, but we always want him at, at these types of courses, the coastal resort style, whatever you want to call it, hotter weather, almost like a Piercy, right, where you're going to play him at these types of courses. Obviously, getting a win here in the past helps as well. So Now, when it comes down to golfers like him, I know, like, he's, he's really played horribly the last four events. I guess all of the fall season, almost, uh, ever since, I guess, Corrales. His first two events, he played well. Um, how much do you take into effect that compared to what he's done in the past in this course? I mean, is the only reason you like him because of what happened in the past? Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's kind of like I said, I'm, I'm way more on, like I talked about at the top, the what have you done for me lately? And he's done nothing. Yeah, he's but done that's nothing. why I, all these guys. They, don't, they could, I think they could also lower the ownership too, right? For a guy. You're, you're going to get huge lower. You're going to get yep. much lower ownership. And all these guys I'm talking about are basically last man in. So yeah. you, you know my lineup stacked up with five other guys that are everything that I just told you and talked about and why I'm on them. And they have done shit for me lately. This guy has not. But that's going to be your little four percenter or three percenter to round yep. it out. That you yep. could absolutely see him come through here. And and if you saw Patty Perez doing stuff over the weekend, you would not be like, oh, that's out of nowhere. You wouldn't say that's out of nowhere, even though it technically is on the last ten events that you've watched on the stats sheet. But it, it's not like a crazy thing for Pat Perez to show up here at Mayakoba and, and put on in a top ten. That wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't be that crazy. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you know, 21st at the Corrales, another short coastal course. Of course, it's success here uh, at Mayakoba. So, I mean, it, it could definitely make sense. I mean, going leading up, he was, what, 51st and 31st at the uh, CJ Cup last year before his, what, top 10 finish. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, I, 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 those are the type of guys that you sort of have to look for, I think. Uh, but and trying to find them in the right direction is important. Like, and I think it makes sense with, with Pat Perez. Uh, yeah, you got you got to find some other little tendencies. You just mentioned 21th, the 21st at the Corrales I had down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the past results here or whatever, but even in his last, you know, he's missed the cut the last four uh, events out. And this is very recent and it sucks, but three of those four, he gained on approach. 
So, you know, little things. And now you go that back to a true. course he's comfortable at, he's won at, he feels good, you know, and, and then you look at, like I said, just the sort of, you know, protege, the, the prototype that lines up for this course is a guy like Pat Perez. And if he goes, you know, first round leader or something, it would be, you know, whatever, but it wouldn't be that surprising. You wouldn't be like, oh my God, Pat Perez rises. It wouldn't be Undertaker GIF type shit if yeah. he goes off here. It's, it's not like he's rising from the dead. He, he's not that bad and he can definitely play some good golf here. So I think he's a guy that just I'm talking about, like round out your lineup with them. You mentioned Kyle Stanley. That would be another guy, right? Just one of those guys, Bryce Garnett, you mentioned. Yeah. These are the types of guys that aren't going to pick up enough ownership or much ownership. Maybe enough's a bad word, but you know they're not going to pick up much ownership and they're rounding out your lineup. They're six men in. So you can absolutely round out your lineup with these guys and, and get some upside out of them. And then your other five guys do the work for you. What's really been hurting Pat Perez is a short game uh, around the green and putting. And at this course, it, that's not really the most important thing to look for. Not and you're right. His, exactly. Yeah, and his iron game has still been strong. Um, so, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I was sort of iffy on him, but I think you talked me into him. All right, so let's go to the 6K range. Uh, who you got? A bunch of flyers. You know, I'll name a couple and then play a couple. So, oh, one, one more guy. I, I wasn't as high on Garnett. Garnett. You kind of sold me on him, but I did leave this out. Was uh, Henrik Norlander. This is just pure glutton for punishment but what one more try with this guy cheap now at 7k uh, usually when he does his damage is when he's cheap his approach in tita green has actually been fine he just can't putt but again another guy that's your last guy in and and then check this ninth at the sony was all putter right you know that's pretty much everything he did there uh was with the putter and i had it up here i lost it now but just give me two seconds so his stats line up he's gonna pop in some stat models and stuff i don't think people will play him as much a little bit better on bermuda which not the same, but you kind of compared to that earlier, the guy like Henley. Same with Perez. I mean, if you're going to put that hand in hand. But anyway, yeah, Sanderson Farms, fourth, all putter. And then Memorial, sixth, all putter. So the point is, and back to ninth at the RS, or at the Sony, all putter, is what are we looking for? A hot putter. He can get hot with it. And when he does, he top tens. So at 7K, as my last guy in, in, in large field stuff, it's going to be Henrik Norlander. I like that one. Going down to answer your question in the 6K range, the only guy that really stood out, I saw some guys even betting him, was Brian Stewart. And at 6,900, his tee to green approach have been very solid over the last 22 rounds or so. Hits fairways, solid on approach. Uh, 33rd at the Corrales on past Ballum. Another guy, you're, you're a little bit of a reach, but you could get him in there for 6,900. I'd rather take shots with some of my, my dudes down here. You know, Tom Hoagie, Mark Hubbard. The, these two guys I'm always playing just because I like their upside. You know, they can get birdies at will and if we're gonna have a 20 under and the wind is not too crazy then i like them a lot more so i would bump them wesley Bryan, another guy i'll, I'll talk about when we get to betting here in a second got a big number on him and some got even bigger i know that but uh, approach game has been very solid always comes down to a putter but if he finds it can go there but after that man there is very few besides maybe a little ash k uh, Ash K. Batia, depending on what they put him in, he Monday queued today, uh, looking to make a name for himself. Last chance before the quote-unquote new season kicks off. Went pro a little while ago. Uh, tougher queue today to get in, and, and he made it through. So him and another lefty, the, the Canadian, Drew Nesbitt, got through as, with a couple other guys. But uh, I do like Ash K. Batia for a little upside flyer down here, but not much else I like. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm down with Stewart. I'm down with Hoagie. Uh, and Stewart and Armour seem like the similar type of golfers who just crush these type of short coastal courses. So I'll be playing both of them. I do like the hoagie call. Uh, I will be playing him. His iron game is strong. Wedge game is strong. Uh, there's going to be a lot of wedges hit here. Uh, I do like um, 
going a little – I'm going to play a little bit Duffner. I know he has been playing very well, but I feel like this is the course he should be suited to, especially with a strong wedge game like he has and hitting a ton of greens. And at that price, I'm willing to take a risk, uh, even though he has not played that well here recently. Um, other guys, probably uh, – you know, one guy that I thought was weird. Like, if you look back at strokes game total um, on um, on uh, past pound courses, Kelly Kraft is 12th. Uh, in the last 50 rounds. So maybe I'll throw a flyer on him. Uh, also thinking about throwing a little flyer on Chris Baker down at 6,300, whose iron game has been pretty strong here recently in the last 24 rounds. So he's actually, uh, I think, top 10 uh, in um, stroke skin approach it recently in the last 24 rounds in this field. So I'll go ahead and throw a flyer at him uh, at $6,100, almost the bare minimum uh, this week. All right, anybody else? I looked at Baker and yeah, that was a, an interesting one for me. It was, it's, if you go back like six months, he's strong with the irons. If you go back, what have you done for me lately? The last three months, it's go, it drops it down to like 12 or 14 rounds, but not, not as much, but yeah, we call, you know, Chris Baker, the birdie maker, he can get there. So I don't mind that. I actually like the guys you pointed out. You mentioned Ryan Armour and Duffner. Uh, I didn't think about those guys, but those are, definitely guys you'll fit the mold of you could just find somebody in the 7k range that basically they are a carbon copy of for much cheaper right where if they just this is the course that suits them you don't need to be super long they hit it in the fairway you know softer conditions they could just be planting it in the green and then making those putts and then the last guy you know our boy Kiradesh Afi Barnrat what is it is it him or Bubba that likes slow greens I forget one of them likes slow their buddies they always joke about being over in Thailand before and, and going in their Lamborghinis and stuff. One of them yeah, well, likes slow greens. Well, and one Bubba, of them like- Bubba, Bubba wins the Masters, so it's probably not him. Fast. <laughs> Bubba's yeah. on fast, correct. Yeah. Bubba's yeah, on yeah. fast. Yeah. Barn Rat is on slow. This was a little tidbit. I always remember these ones. Give me some Barn Rat in large field stuff. It's yeah. so minor. It's so little. Again, last guy in, large field only, hasn't done shit. But the slow greens, and we get them a little bit slower here. And if you look at his par four scoring, over the last while, you know, he's got that better on Bermuda. If you want to link it to that and 11th at the, again, it's past while I know that I'm just saying the, you know, we linked that to a couple guys. You could give him that. And then if you look made the cut at Corrales, but 11th at the Bermuda, which is his most recent outing, November, November, start of November. So, Hey, give me some, uh, give me some Affy Barnrat love at 6,600. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. It works for me. Uh, yeah, and Bubba, the way Bubba putts, you know, how he rolls it barely into the cup. He's definitely like the faster course. Yeah, faster it, it is, that's yeah. what it was. One uh, of them's like, I think it was the, the, like the joke was uh, Bubba likes fast greens. Barnrat likes fast cars and fast women. Yeah, that's who doesn't what, like fast women? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, bets, who you got? All right. I said I was lighter. I got Connors. I only got him at 30. Some got 35, I think, but I'll take it still. That's really... Um, the only guy up there. And then if you go, you know, 70 to one, I just peppered it. I got Reavy, 70 to with the each way. I got uh, Adam Long, 70 with the each way. And they, all these are top five. And then I got Varner, 70 with the each way, top five. And these are just all guys I like, you know. So, you know, especially like Reavy, Varner, guys that I'm always on, Connors like, you know, so I'll, I'll just keep betting them. And then I took Wesley Bryan, said I got a big number. I, I saw 300, but I got 250 with the each way. So each way, top five, Wesley Bryan, I'll take a, I'll take a shot. 
Okay, I think I only have three bets this week just because I think I'm going to bet a lot live because one of my bets is going to be Justin Thomas. JT's going to win. He's going to win. Yeah, Yeah, one of my bets is going to be Justin Thomas. So it's six to one. I'm taking that bet. I'm going to put probably 150 bucks on it because I want to win 1,000. And that's going to be the majority of my bankroll that I'm going to be able to use for for my betting card. So JT, six to one. Adam Long, 55 to one. Doug Gim, 100 to one. Uh, Those are my three for this week. Uh, And I'll probably, if I see something happening live, I'll probably throw it in. I'll throw it in there as well. And of course, I'll have my uh, favorite bet of the week later on this week uh, after a little bit more diving in my article on Wednesday. All right. I don't think one and one and nuns are over. So we can just go ahead and skip that. Thank God, because I sucked ass on it this year. Uh, yes. Yes, it was horrible. All right, so you <laughs> so can, bad. It was horrible. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can also find me every week on gupscorner.com. I have my article out there. with it's, It should be out already with course previews, stats to look for, different trends. Uh, and then Wednesday, I update the article with uh, my favorite non-cash game cornerstone plays um, and my favorite bets of the week, including my favorite bet of the week. Uh, those have been doing pretty well, except for the RSM. We're just going to forget that week happened. Tambo. Yeah, I'm with you on the one and done stuff. I'm happy that's over. We'll get back to it next year. But uh, yeah, find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. You guys can check me out there. Hit me up if you have any questions. Otherwise, find me on rotogrinders.com. All my football content, we are taking a break. Obviously, appreciate all your guys' support. You know, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, whatever you guys can do to help support this podcast just to keep us in the mix while things roll out here. And we take a little bit of a break, but we'll be back uh, on Roto-Grinders. Check it out, rotogrinders.com slash DGEN. You can get everything else there for the rest of the football season to maybe join in with me while golf is on a break. And that's it, Kenny, everybody. Good luck. All right, man. Last event of the season pretty decent feel better than normal i'm uh, looking forward to the break but we'll be back strong coming up in about three weeks so let's do this let's win some motherfucking money dj nation <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with mickey d's breakfast the perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh. Got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.